only by celebrating Christmas. With an Easter perspective, do we experience how Jesus, God's message of love, is what angels proclaim. You are listening to Our Urban Voices with Dr. Alphonse Javet, a podcast that presents Christian narratives through diverse voices that impact urban ministry. Here is your host. Have you ever been told that Christmas was not on December 25th? Can I see your hand? I just want to see if you're... Yeah, that's right. Then you also know that you must be also... You've been told that it's a pagan holiday. So you should not be celebrating it. Now that is not limited to Christmas only. The same criticism is for Easter. I think Christmas and Easter are demonized as pagan holidays because together Easter and Christmas tell the complete story of Jesus, God's message of love. The problem is Satan uses commercialism from the outside and the criticism from the inside of the church to demonize two cosmic events in the human history to save the world, for the salvation of the world. People need to know that. And also, people need to know how Easter and Christmas tell the complete story of Jesus, God's message of love. In our text this evening, Revelation 5, verses 1 through 7, John, Apostle John, he saw Jesus as the Lion of Judah, and the slaughtered lamb, revealing that Jesus is God's message of love, not only on earth, but also in heaven. Amen? The big idea for us here on Christmas is, on Christmas, please consider this big idea from this text. Only by celebrating Christmas with an Easter perspective, do we experience how Jesus, God's message of love, is what angels proclaim in Luke chapter 2, verse 14. And ESV translation says this, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. Only then we will understand that peace. Now, why am I talking about Easter on Christmas? Good question. You guys are smart people. Very good question. Let me give you two reasons for that. A, as a church, we are going through the book of Revelation, and I tend to continue to the book that we are studying as a church, even during special times of the year such as Christmas. This morning, if you were here, you know that we finished chapter 4 
chapter 4 in Revelation. And there the focus was on worship of the Creator, God the Father. But in chapter 4, as we look at the next sets of verses, verses 1 through 7, chapter 5, verses 1 through 7, here the focus is on worshipping the Redeemer, God the Son. So this text is about God the Son who died. First, he came into this world and was born on Christmas to die on the cross to pay for our sins, to purchase our salvation. So yes, this text is about Christmas. And the second reason is that the Magi, even they brought the message of Easter with them. Let me read this for you. This happened on Christmas, first Christmas at the birth of Jesus. Matthew chapter 2, verse 11 says, And going into the house, they, the Magi, saw the child, that is Jesus, with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Notice, they worshipped Jesus. And it says, like, Everybody else, a normal human being, when they go and visit a baby, most likely they will bring what? Diapers. Right? But rather than bringing bags of diapers, they offered frankincense, gold, and more. Why? Because frankincense was used in temple worship, a fitting gift for God in the flesh. Gold represented royalty, a gift for the royal king, eternal king. And then myrrh was used for burial. It's very common still in the East. Jesus was born to die on the cross to save the world. And to become the rightful Lord of us all, whether we accept him as our Lord or not. So, as we look at this text, in our text, Revelation chapter 5, verses 1 through 5, these three truths about Jesus in the end time play a vital role, take the central stage as God begins to judge as God begins his judgment against the world, those who are unredeemed, those who reject Jesus, God's message of love. So that's what we're looking at. So number one, we see Jesus is the Redeemer God. In verses 1 through 4, verse 1 in Revelation chapter 5 reads, then I saw in the right hand of him who was seated on the throne a scroll written within and on the back, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? The one, those of us who are part of this church and we attend this church, we know from chapter 4 
that the one seated on the throne was the creator God, God the Father. Now, the scroll in his hand is likely the official verdicts and judgment against the unredeemed. Number seven from chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, three, chapter four, number seven, we've been told throughout those chapters is the perfection, the number of perfection, completion. So what's going on here is this. It symbolizes the perfect judgment of God against those who reject Jesus, God's message of love. Yes, God is love, but also he is just. Verse 3 says this, And no one, no one in heaven on, or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look into it. And I began to weep loudly, John says, because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. Now verse 5, 6, and 7 reveal only God the Son, Jesus, is worthy because no one is like him anywhere. Anywhere. So Jesus is the Redeemer God. That was the first thing those Magi acknowledged when they gave him frankincense. Now let's look at verse 2. Here we find Jesus, that Jesus is the royal king. It says, verse 5, sorry. It says, and one of the elders said to me, Weep no more. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered. So that, here's the reason, he can open the scroll and its seven seals. This is a messianic prophecy from Genesis chapter 49 verses 9 and 10. And also it's from Isaiah chapter 11 verse 1. Let me read Isaiah chapter 11 verse 1 for us. It says this, there shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse and branch from his roots shall bear fruit. Jesse was the father of the King David, of King David. He was the father of King David. And then we also understand from the Old Testament to David in 2 Samuel chapter 7 verse 16, God promised eternal kingdom. God said that your kingdom will be established forever. A man cannot have a kingdom forever. So God brought the Messiah. Fully man, fully God. Fully God. Amen? So Jesus, we are told in Matthew chapter 1, from his father's side, he was the son of David. But in chapter Luke chapter 3, we are also told that from his mother's side, humanly speaking, from mother's side, he was also the son of David. And interestingly, this prophecy was written 730, some 730 years before any of this took place. That's amazing. That's awesome. You can't make it up. You can't just make this all up. Finally, we see Jesus is the rightful Lord. In verse 6 and 7, this verse 6 says, And between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, 
If you've been attending the church, you know that this morning I talked about, I shared about these four creatures. We looked at Isaiah, uh, Ezekiel chapter 1, we looked at chapter 10, we looked at chapter 20 to understand that. And then verse says, and among the elders... I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain with seven horns and with seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. And he went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne. But let me draw your attention to this lamb who took, who took the scroll because it belonged to him. John was told in verse 5, do not cry. And then he was told, look, look. And he said, he was told, the lion of Judah. But here we are told, when he looked, in the place of the lion, what did he see? A slaughter, the slaughtered lamb. That's what he saw. But this slaughtered lamb was living. It was a living lamb. In John chapter 1, when John the baptizer saw Jesus coming, he said this, Behold, the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Isaiah chapter 53, verse Five prophesied, but he, the promised Messiah, was pierced for our transgressions. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. If you are looking for this peace, if you're looking for love, healing, restoration, look. Look at the Lion of Judah. Because when you will look, you will find the living, slaughtered lamb that died for you. And as the prophet says, in him you will have healing. Whatever you are struggling with, whatever you're going through, he knows. He gave his life for you. Celebrate Christmas this year with a, an Easter perspective and surrender to Jesus God's message of love because he is redeemer. He is the redeemer God, royal king, and rightful Lord. Amen? A man came to a pastor and he said, Pastor, I accepted Jesus. I believe Jesus as my Savior. Do I have to accept him as a Lord too? The pastor said, indeed, you do. You know why? Because Jesus as Savior, as our Savior, saves us from sins. But when we invite him as the Lord, then he transforms our life, including forgiving our sins. Then he decides how are we going to run our life? As I close, the action step you could take today is, if you came here with, with doubts about Jesus, please listen 
please listen to Jesus. Jesus is God's message of love and he loves you so much. God loved you so much that he sent his only son. And he wants to be your Lord and Savior. My appeal to you is remember Christmas is a joy to the world because Jesus was born to a world worthy of God's wrath. But, but on Easter, Jesus on the cross took that wrath upon himself so that he can offer us forgiveness and restore us back to his Father. Amen? He took God's wrath upon himself. Jesus was always God. He was always the King. But the Lordship was granted to him by the Father for his obedience to the will of the Father to the point of death and death on the cross. This is why he is the rightful Lord of us all, whether we accept him or not. This is why God's judgment is coming very rapidly for those who reject Jesus. God's message of love. There is limit to everything. And that is the limit. Therefore, on this Christmas, my appeal to you is turn to Jesus. Wait no, no more. Turn to Jesus. Because Jesus is God's message of love. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to just look over, look at this text. What a beautiful story. From Genesis to Revelation, we see one story, the story of the creator, God, who loves his creation. He created, the, created everything, and then we messed up. And then, God, you made sure that we are restored back to you. Therefore, you took flesh. You became a man. And you went on the cross to die for our sins. Thank you, Lord Jesus that you showed us God's love, but also, Lord, we understand the day is coming when God will bring his judgment against those who reject Jesus, God's message of love. Help us. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Our Urban Voices with Dr. Alphonse Javed, which presents Christian narratives through diverse voices that impact urban ministry. 